Okay. 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 I did an episode on cannabis the other day, which was going to be the, or which is going to be the first episode in a mini series that I'm going to do on cannabis. The first one was easy because I just did it on the terminology. The terminology I'm, I'm very familiar with it just throughout the years. Uh, you know the difference between a blunt and a spliff and a bong and marijuana, cannabis, hemp, all these different terms. A lot of which mean the same thing. Covered that, got that out of the way, happy days. Now the plan at the time was the next day to start on the history of cannabis, do a bit on that and then move on. But I wasn't sure where to start with, with the history of cannabis. Like, like how far back do you go? Do you go back to when it was first made illegal? Which is more of our recent history. And that's the, the start of our, our modern association with the substance. But that's starting it on the wrong foot, I think. Like, if you start a conversation over why something is banned, you're leaving a residual, it's bad, in there. So what you have to do is you have to go back to the start start. And in cannabis, that's tens of thousands of years ago. Which is going to require a bit more research on my part than to just start with the more recent history. But I think it's important that we get the, the start right. Now, there's other things that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about our ancient civilizations. Now, where do you start with them? Well, the best starting point there is probably Gobekli Tepe. It's the oldest known civilization that we've that we have. But even that's a bit sketchy because, you know, where did people come from before then? And it's the same with no matter what topic I, I pick. It doesn't matter. I I always have to go back to the start. But but where is the start? Because you never quite go back far enough. So what I've been thinking is to do a, a mini series, if you could call it mini, but a series, a mini series on humans. Say, maybe starting with this. Maybe this is going to be essentially the first episode of the mini series, starting with humans, because until I get a lot of this, until I get a lot of the information about our species out of the way, I'm going to have to keep coming back to it in dribs and drabs, and you'll get big parts of it spread out over the course of many different episodes, and there'll be no continuity. It won't all be congruent. You'll struggle to... to I'll struggle, should I say. I'll struggle to keep track of everything. So I said, fuck it. Now, what I could do is I could start with the Big Bang. You can't get much more closer to the start of anything with the Big Bang, but I've done that. So one of the last episodes of my original solo series, I think it's 43 or 4 or something like that, it's entitled something along the lines of everything from the Big Bang until now. I don't quite cover everything from the Big Bang until now, but, you know, I get a good proportion of it out there. So I feel like I've done the whole Big Bang thing now. I may revisit it, I may not, but what I'm going to do now is talk about humans. Us, okay? Where did we come from? Well, we came from Africa, more specifically East Africa, more specifically, again, an area called what we would call today Ethiopia. Okay. And the first thing that I want to get out of the way is the idea that we are animals. Okay. And I have to make this distinction. We are not like animals. Okay. We are animals. Okay. We're, we're very, there's very little separating us from cats and dogs and horses and tarantulas and fucking gigantosauruses and velociraptors and slugs and leeches and birds and all sorts, okay? We're animals. Very little separates us from all the other animals, okay? We are an animal. And like other animals, there's not just one type of us. So pick cats. 
think of all the different types of cats that there are like lions tigers panthers ocelots lynxes leopards cheetahs, jaguars and there's probably another 50 but there's loads of different types think of dogs think of all the different types of dogs that are that are out there now dogs are a dodgy one because we actually bred them into the different species they are from wolves but anyway there's loads of different types of the same animal there's loads of different types of sheep there's loads of different type of horses there's loads of different type of crows and there's different types of the same animal say now with humans there's between 15 and 20 types of humans that we know of okay so we separated from let's say chimpanzees oh fuck it's in the millions of years the low millions so two three millions of years there thereabouts and starting with what we call Australopithecus. Australopithecus was the first homo species. So we're homo sapiens or humans. And Australopithecus was the first of the human species, say. The other homos are that you might know Homo erectus, Homo neanderthalensis. Try that again. Homo neanderthalensis or just Neanderthals for short. Now the interesting thing about Neanderthals is we coexisted with those dudes. So they died off about 40,000 years ago. Now, bearing in mind, anatomically correct humans, like Homo sapiens, exactly what me and you are like, were known to be around, it's, you know, it's, it's argued, but they're there about 200,000 years. Some people say 100,000, some people say 300,000, call it 200,000. So that's how long we're around. I'm not exactly sure how long Neanderthalensis is around or the Neanderthals, but we do know that they disappeared about 40,000 years ago. So they were 100% knocking around when we are knocking around and a fair bit of um crossbreeding has occurred i think generally speaking the modern day human population like the 2020s you know we all have something like point something percent neanderthal in us with the exception of black people i think i have to double check that but i'm pretty sure people who originally came from africa and haven't evolved through europe say they're missing that Neanderthal gene. So here's one for all you racists out there. Black people are more human than you are, just to get that out of the way. But anyway, so we're animals, okay? There's different types of us, but there's only one of us that's still knocking around today. Now, what happened in the Neanderthals? We'll stick with them because they're the guys that we know we coexisted with. Now, there's a whole load of different reasons how or why this may have come about their extinction, say, one is that humans, Homo sapiens, us, outcompeted them. So if you can imagine there's lions in Africa roaming the Serengeti and, you know, killing antelope and doing their thing. But let's say a different type of lion just appeared one day. The first thing you're going to do is run that fucker. Because you're going to, you mightn't have ever seen him before, but you're going to know that he's a predator just by the head in him. He looks closely enough to you for you to assume that... He eats the same thing you eat, and there's a limited supply of that. There's a limited supply of fresh water and grazing pasture for herds and migratory routes, all that jazz. So immediately when Homo sapiens and Homo neanderthalensis first clocked eyes on each other, there would have been a conflict there. Now, we maybe just outcompeted them. Maybe the Neanderthals were following the migratory routes of different animals that they were eating, and then we joined in, and they kind of went, oh, fuck. Maybe we'll go over here instead. And that, maybe we'll go over here instead. Maybe we'll go over here instead. Maybe we'll go over here instead. Went on for maybe a thousand odd years until there was nowhere else to go and they all just died out. 
Now, that's one theory. The other theory is that human beings just straight up murdered the shit out of them. Most likely a bit of both. But anyway, we're animals. Not like animals, we are animals. And as such, we're bipedal. Bi meaning two, pedal meaning feet, I think. We're bipedal, so we have two legs for walking. We walk on two legs, like, oh, fuck, like ostriches. Or actually, yeah, all birds. Yeah. Mad the way when you start talking out loud these things. And I never, I never put it in my head that we walk on two legs like birds. But anyway, there's not that many that I can think of. I know kangaroos, penguins, fuck them running. I think there's a couple of rodents that kind of hop along. But anyway, human beings are bipedal. We walk on two feet. As opposed to being quadrupedal. Quad being four, pedal meaning feet. So think of pretty much everything. What else are we? We're diurnal. Now, you're probably not familiar with the term diurnal. I sure as shit wasn't familiar with it up until very recently. But diurnal is the opposite of nocturnal. So nocturnal being comes out at night. Diurnal, which is what we are, we come out during the day. We can see perfectly well during the day. We can't see shit during the night. Now, I would imagine that owls, for example, which are nocturnal, they can see perfectly well at night. I think they use a, a type of echolocation as well to aid. They don't just use their eyes, although they do absolutely use their eyes. But I would imagine that in the same way that human beings can't see shit at nighttime, I would imagine that owls can't see shit during the daytime. I would imagine that being an owl during the daytime is like being a human in a room full of terawatt bulbs, just fucking blinding. Jesus, like somebody fucking turn off the lights kind of thing. I'd imagine something like that. But anyway... What else are we as animals? We're omnivores. We eat plants and... <laughs> I was about to say we eat plants and animals. But I think a better way of phrasing that is we eat plants and other animals. Okay? Now, if you're a vegan and you're fucking screaming at the speakers, hear me out. We're omnivores. Get over it. Okay? Think of our, our teeth. Okay? Think of the teeth at the front. They're for biting. They're for biting a lump out of an apple or tearing flesh apart okay they're they're chopping mechanisms you look at something like a a tiger or any animal that's just eats meat straight up carnivores all their teeth are like our front teeth they might not have incisors but they certainly have the canines sharp pointy teeth for tearing and chopping up flesh into smaller swallowable amounts okay now think they're our front teeth think of our back teeth Our back teeth are for chewing. Okay, pop a nut into your mouth and try and chew it with your front teeth. You won't be able to. You have to put it onto your molars. The large, wide, flat teeth that do all our chewing. So in the same way I asked you to think of a carnivore that eats nothing like but meat, think of something that eats nothing but leaves and plants and fucking tubers and twigs and berries and nuts and stuff. Okay, all their teeth are like our back molar teeth. Think of horses, cows, sheep, all those animals. They eat nothing but plants. Anything that eats nothing like plants, or sorry, anything that eats nothing but plants has no need for sharp, pointy teeth. What else are we? We're omnivores, but we're also predators. Okay, so you could be an omnivore and you could eat, you know, leaves and roots and tubers and berries and nuts and all that great stuff. And you could eat carrion. So carrion is basically just dead animals. So you could be an omnivore, eat plants and other animals, but other dead animals. 
you mightn't have the you mightn't have the strength to overpower uh, an animal. You mightn't have the weight to overpower an animal. You mightn't have the dentures to bite an animal or claws. You're lacking something to kill something. So you just eat dead stuff. Now, I'm sure we can eat carrion as well, but we're predators, okay? We can kill stuff. And a way of knowing that we're predators is by looking at our eyes. Again, like the comparison between the meat eaters and the plant eaters, the way I looked at their teeth, you can look at an animal's eyes. So think of cat's eyes. A cat's eyes are on the front of its face. When you look at a cat, any cat, head on, its two eyes are staring straight at yours. The same with an owl. Okay, an owl is a straight up predator. It's got forward facing eyes like all predators. Now think of plant eating animals or animals that only eat plants. Their eyes aren't on the front of their head, they're on the sides of their head. Okay, think again, horses, cows, sheep, their eyes are on the sides of their head. Now, the idea of a non-predatory animal having eyes on the sides of their head is that they have a much wider field of vision. My understanding of prey animals is dead straight in front of them is a bit of a blind spot and dead straight behind them is a bit of a blind spot. Now, not a complete blind spot. You're not going to, if a horse is facing you, you're not just going to walk straight up to him and him not see you. It's not an actual blind spot. But their vision is far better based to see what's to the right of them and what's to the left of them, with the exception of what's dead straight in front of them and what's dead straight behind them. That's a bit sketchy. But with humans and other predators, our eyes are facing forward. We have what's called binocular vision. Again, binocular. So bi meaning two, and then ocular. Think of your ocular socket in your head. It's where your eye is. Okay, so we have forward-facing eyes so we can lock in on the on our prey animal. We can lock in on the one thing that we are going after. We're going towards it to attack it. Now, a horse isn't like that. A horse can see pretty much everything to the right of it and everything to the left of it. And the idea of that is, is so it can see something coming towards it. And more importantly, run like fuck. We're also mammals. Okay, so we're warm-blooded. Now, I used to think that warm-blooded meant that we had warm blood. I remember watching Bear Grylls and he caught a snake, killed it, and basically just bit into it. And I was like, oh, Jesus, that's disgusting. And one thing that, for me, at that moment in time, elevated my level of disgust was the idea of it being cold, of the blood in his mouth being cold. And I said it to, I think it was my little baby brother, Shetter, to Pat, past guest in front of the show. He kind of looked at me and went, what do you mean, cold? And I was like, well, snakes are cold-blooded. He goes, yeah. And I was like, so their blood is cold? And he was like, no. So little did I know, what warm-blooded means is that we can regulate our own body temperature, which essentially just means that our bodies can generate heat, as opposed to cold-blooded animals. So think fish or reptiles. You ever see, like fish, if you know anything about fishing, you can sometimes see fish just sitting, just basically lying still just below the surface. And they're doing what's called basking. Um, what else was this? Uh, any cold-blooded animal have to do. So think lizards, think crocodiles. They lie out in the sun because they need, they literally need to be heated up. If they don't have a heat source, they will die. They cannot generate their own heat. So their blood is you know, warm to touch, like ours is warm to touch. But that's the distinction between warm-blooded and cold-blooded. A cold-blooded animal can't warm itself, so it needs to lie in the sun. Okay, so yes, that's part of being a mammal. We're warm-blooded. We can regulate our own body temperature. 
we also have uh, fur or hair. Okay, so again, think of a cold-blooded, or not a cold-blooded animal, think of something that isn't a mammal. So birds are birds, they're not mammals. They don't have fur or hair, they have feathers. Again, with reptiles, they don't have fur or hair, they have scales. Okay, so mammals have fur or hair. I think fur is just thick hair, basically. So where mammals were warm-blooded, we have fur. We have, we give birth to live young. Okay, think of reptiles and birds. They don't give birth to live young, they lay eggs. Okay, now, technically, to a degree, we still have eggs inside us. That's still how we procreate, but we keep it inside of ourselves. We move around with our, with our, with our young as they're developing. Think of crocodiles. They can't stray too far away from their nest. Same with birds. They can't piss off and leave the egg by itself. Okay, we bring our offspring with us, alive inside us, until we give birth to what's called live young. We come out kicking and screaming. We don't come out encased in a calcium-made shell substance thing now another thing is we're not migratory species per se we usually put down roots modernly speaking we do at least these days we do we, we tend to buy houses and stay you know in the same town now you might stay for it in a town or a city for a year or a decade or your entire life and you might move around a small bit but we don't constantly move around we would have done originally originally when we were in Africa, when we were, I don't know, one, two hundred thousand years ago, we moved around. We would have followed herds. So we didn't migrate per se, but we would have followed animals that did migrate. Okay, so we're somewhat of a migratory species. And it's a good job we are, because if we weren't, we never would have left Africa. We never would have left Ethiopia. We never would have left the greater continent of Africa. And we never would have, pop- we never would have populated the rest of the world. So... We're coming up in 20 minutes now, so I'm going to call it a day at that. So that's just to give you the initial background into what humans are. The next episode that I do in this will be on our migration, where we went and what we did. And that hopefully will be the starting point for my ancient civilizations piece, which in turn will be the starting point for pretty much everything else. So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope I didn't get anything wrong and I'll chat you tomorrow.